Yo, 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 world. What's popping? Yes, yes, I finally decided to do it. Hop into the podcast world. This is your boy, B. Jizzle, Byron Johnson, Byron, Uncle B, whatever you want to label me as. And this is the first episode of Ballin' Tunes. Yeah, man, uh, i just a guy. I love basketball and love music. So I just decided to, you know, start a podcast entitled Ballin' Tunes. Now, it's technically ball and tunes, but I say it fast, so it's kind of like ballin' tunes. I mean, I don't know if y'all think that's cool or not. I really don't care. It don't matter to me. But I like it. So that's what we're going to roll with for now. So, yeah, man, um... A little bit about myself, you know, 26 years old, born and raised, Lake Charles, Louisiana, you know, boot representer. And man, I'm just a guy that have an extreme passion for basketball and I love music as well. Um, Got a big mouth, love to talk, Um, been known many years now locally for pretty much debating about anything revolving around basketball or even music, um, hip-hop mainly. Um, yeah, man, I'm known for just running my mouth, so I was just like, what the heck, it's 2018, see a lot of people doing podcasts, you know, I might as well jump into it. Hey, what can I lose? So, yeah, man, this is my passion, man, basketball and music. So, let me just jump right into the basketball first. I'm going to let you know off the dump. I am a LeBron, Raymond, James fan. That is my big brother. I love him dearly. He's my dog. He personally know me. Shut up. I don't care anything that you have to say. Shut up. If you have anything negative to say, you can just tune out right now. LeBron James is my big brother, and he knows me. So let's just get that out the way. Um, But (laughs) I also try not to be biased. I'm not a biased LeBron fan. If you know me, you know I'm one of LeBron's biggest critics as well. When he slips up, does something wrong, anything along those lines, you know, I'm one of the first ones to dive straight on him and kind of let it be known. Man, LeBron wild and he tripping, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not a biased LeBron fan. I also can be a bit controversial. Like I have, you know, certain opinions that get people riled up, like... Yeah, throw that out here. Kobe Bryant's overrated. Um, uh, just throw that out there. I mean, I'm not a Kobe hater. Since we going since I just decided to slip up and say that about Kobe, I'm not a Kobe hater. I'm just that's not what I'm gonna stick on for long. But I just want to address this since I said it. I'm not a Kobe hater. Let's just get that out the way. I know they got a lot of Kobe stands out there who themselves are mainly biased most of the time. But I'm not a Kobe hater. I just don't overrate him like most do. I don't compare him to Michael Jordan just because he mimicked his playing style after Michael Jordan. That's what a lot of people like to do. Just because he mimicked his playing style after Michael Jordan and he was probably the best talent to do so, people like to just put him in the Michael Jordan category. Two totally different monsters, two totally different players as far as efficiency, numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Like, just two totally different players. So please stop comparing Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan. So, yeah, I'm not a Kobe hater. I just don't overrate him. But that can be a segment for another day. We'll get to that probably later down the line in the pre and, and um, post episodes and, you know, episodes in the future. 
That's not what I want to talk about first. Um, so first thing I'm going to talk about, you know, just what's going on recent. What's going on recently? You know, we started with the Cavs game last night. Um, you know, LeBron James put on a Herculean effort. Um, you know, 40, 12, and 10. That's just that's just LeBron being great in his 15th year, by the way. Um, 33 years old, still playing like he's freaking 19. It's, it's just insane. Um, yeah, LeBron's LeBron. Um, but the Cavs as a whole right now, man, we're we're banged up, you know, very injury plagued right now. You know, they're guys that are out. You know, you got Tristan, Larry Nance, Rodney Hood. You know, those guys are out. Going to be big, big parts in rotation come playoff time. So, we just really mainly need to get healthy before we even start talking about being championship contenders. We need to get healthy as soon as possible so guys can start gelling as soon as possible. So, speaking of injury, um, my boy, Kevin Love, came back. Um, if you know me, I've been pretty hard on Kevin Love in the past because, you know, he can be a little bit of a liability on defense. You know, teams like to really attack him in the pick and roll. So he can be a, he can be a bit of a liability on defense. And, you know, he seemed to shrink when he in the biggest moments when we play, you know, mainly Golden State in the finals. Like he would shrink tremendously. And that's just a popular combination of, you know, bad matchups. You know, Draymond Green is a matchup nightmare for him. Draymond Green is quicker. He's His arms are freakishly long. His wingspan is insane. He's very, very, very strong. And he has a very high IQ, man. The dude is an incredible defender. So that would really um, hinder Kevin Love as far as being successful, you know, um, against them. But, yeah, if you know me, I've been pretty hard on Kevin Love. But with that being said, with the new vamped roster, with guys like Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, you know, George Hill, those type of young, athletic, quicker, you know, more hungry defenders around Kevin Love, I feel like he can be extremely successful with this group. The guys before, eh, eh. Old cats, I mean, you got D-Wade, God bless his heart, all-time great, but he's on the tail end of his career. You had, um, who do you have? It's crazy, I forgot him already. But, um, yeah, Jay Crowder, uh, he just totally forgot how to play basketball when he got to Cleveland, it seemed like. I mean, he had a few sparks here and there, but, he yeah, he struggled tremendously. Um, um, Channing Frye. God bless his heart. Great professional, great professional, great locker room guy. But yeah, it was it was time for Channing to go as well. And just those those guys surrounding those type of guys surrounding Kevin Love was just not a good fit, you know, as far as defensively for sure. So yeah, with this young group, this young core, I feel like Kevin Love is gonna be extremely, extremely successful. And um just talk about his outing last night. Extremely solid. I think it was, I want to say, 18.7 rebounds, four assists, I think two blocks. Extremely solid um, outing for Kevin last night, man. Um, I didn't expect for him to look that good. Um, he he even said himself after the game that his um, he didn't expect to not be um, as winded. Like he was, he said he was, his legs was underneath him, and he didn't even really expect that, and I didn't either. 
So yeah, within 25 minutes and he put up those solid numbers. That was that was pretty uh that was a good look. Um yeah, so shout out to Kevin Love, man. I love to see him. Love to see him healthy now. Um hopefully, you know, keep him under minute minute restriction of course for a little while, but you know, he'll eventually get back to um full throttle eventually and yeah, so shout out to Kevin, man. Good to see you back. You know, you open up everything at when you're at the five and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get into that a little later. But, um, yeah, shout out to Kevin Love being back. Um, yeah, I want to actually um, talk about the Milwaukee Bucks because Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think I ain't butchered, I ain't butchered his name too bad, but let's just call him Greek Freak. Um, he's one of my favorite players. He's after LeBron probably leaves. Giannis will probably be the guy that I um, follow a lot. He's probably going to be my favorite player of this new era of ball. So um, Milwaukee is. I don't know how to really judge them right now because they have guys that haven't. I feel coming to their full potential. You know, Jabari has been. Extremely, extremely banged up, like everybody know. Dude has had ACL injury after ACL injury, and I commend him just for continuing to bounce back. You know, each time and fight. You got guys like, but yeah, you got guys like Jabari who haven't reached his full potential yet, just due to injury. You have guys like Thonmaker, like Thonmaker coming out of high school, like was a unicorn. Like dude can do everything, handle it, shoot the three, defend. Thon was a unicorn, so. To see him not really jump all the way out there as far as, you know, reaching his full potential just yet, it's a bit depressing. But he's still young. He's still young. I don't even think he's 25 yet, if I'm not mistaken. Um, though they do say, you know, the African be lying about the age. But I think Thonmaker is really still a baby. You know, you can look at his body and tell, you know, he just haven't filled out yet. And I just love for him to get on whatever workout regimen that Giannis Amakunto was on because Giannis was very, very – fragile looking when he first came in the league too. Now dude looks like a freaking monster. So I would love to see Thon Maker, you know, go on, get under Giannis, um, get under Giannis's wing in the summertime and just whatever workouts he was doing, put Thon on the same thing. Because I'm telling you, if you get Thon playing to his unicorn-like full potential at the five, you have Giannis at the four, you have guys like Chris Middleton, um, EB, love Eric Bledsoe, baby LeBron, shout out um, EB, you got Malcolm Brogdon, you got scrappy guys like Delhi, the champ, the champ, don't ever disrespect Delhi, Delhi gets a lot of disrespect out here, y'all gonna stop disrespecting Delhi, he might be a little scrappy, a little dirty, but at the end of the day, he a champ, 2016, baby, shout out, shout out Delhi, but yeah, man, I love their young core. So just to see them not having reached their full potential yet, it's a bit saddening a little bit, but I love to see them, you know, that they're in the playoff race. And I believe in Giannis, man. Those guys are going to be very, very solid eventually. So what we're going to do now is dive into, you know, a track. You know, not just our 10 is going to be a classic because I really don't mess with, you know, things that are, you know, whack. So, yeah, we're going to dive into a tune, man, and I'll be right back. Next up, man, we're going to talk about Trey Young entering the draft. He announced it on Twitter today that he's going to be entering the NBA draft. So we're going to speak on just how Trey Young, how you feel Trey Young, how I feel Trey Young is going to fit in the NBA. So be back.
Yo, welcome back, world. Welcome back. That was your boy Drake. Do not disturb. Shout out, cool, cool, smooth little mellow track, man. Like Drake's flow on that. But um, anyways, let's dive into Trey Young, man. Trey Young announced on Twitter today that he'll be entering the NBA draft. And I've been really confused on the Trey Young chatter as of late. Um when dude first hit the scene in college, he took the world by storm. He was eating. I mean, every other night it was a 33 and 14 performance. It was a 44 and 10 performance. It was a 30 and 10. Like, dude was putting up crazy, crazy numbers. He was getting the Steph Curry comparisons automatically out the gate because he was just pulling. His range was just ridiculous. And he was just pulling from almost as soon as he passed half court sometimes. He was just pulling. So... Dude was getting crazy amount of love out the gate. Well, that eventually started to change. His teams. Well, let me just tell him since since we since I'm about to say his team. Um, I'm about to say his team struggled. His team sucks. His team is not good. There is no other big prospect, if I'm not mistaken. And if I'm wrong, someone can correct me. But I don't think there's any other big prospect on that Oklahoma team. So let's just start it out there. You have a 19-year-old, 18, 19-year-old kid. Not sure exactly how old Trey Young is. But you have an 18, 19-year-old kid that you're asking to pretty much carry a college team. That's a bit unfair. He's still a kid. He needs help. So when teams eventually started to figure out, you know, okay, we're going to make somebody else beat us besides Trey Young and when that happened no one else was able to step up so the team started to struggle Trey started to struggle so everybody started to hop off the Trey Young bandwagon which I feel is completely unfair the kid is an amazing talent he's a true point guard for one that's that's one of the biggest underrated you know things about his game he's a true true point guard he's not just a gunner he's gonna make guys around him better in the NBA, explain the difference between college and NBA. College, you're able to just zone all day. You know, there's no defensive three seconds in the key. There's none of that. He got colleges, you can just sit in the paint. Not there are not too many stretch fives in college, also. The person that the the scheme, the defensive schemes are different, and obviously the talent and personnel is completely different as well. There's not too many stretch fives in the um, in college. So, you know, you have a big that's going to sit in the paint for um, most college teams. And, you know, the defense is just going to zone up and they're just going to pack the paint. So with that being said, in the NBA, there are a lot of stretch fives that Trey Young, not just our team, is going to be playing with. They're, they, they don't run zone in the NBA like they do in college. You're going to have Trey Young in a spread offense with four under four other NBA talents. Like four under four other guys who can like actually play basketball on the pro level. Yes. So Trey Young in the in Trey Young's game, what I'm pretty much saying in the grand scheme, Trey Young's game is more tailor-made for the NBA. He's more of an NBA type player. Do, is he small? Yes, he's very small. Is he the tallest? No. Does he give the most effort on defense? No, he's not. But 
These were all things, not saying he is this guy, not saying he is Steph Curry, not saying he is Steph Curry, but these were all the same questions that Steph Curry had coming out of Davidson. He's too small. Who can he guard in the NBA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Stephen Curry eventually got to the NBA, bust his butt. Like, people don't give Steph enough credit for the improvement that he did, just to his body alone. If you go look at pictures of Steph at Davidson and you look at pictures of him now, totally different guy. Guy put on weight. He worked out like crazy. His his just his um his work ethic is crazy alone. He's the greatest shooter of all time in my eyes, and that's can that can also be another segment for another day. But his work ethic is crazy. And Steph really, really works very hard to um better himself each offseason. So um yeah, coming out of Davidson, no one thought Steph would be this guy. So with that being said, I feel we should give Trey Young a chance to actually go to the NBA, get around NBA talent, get around NBA trainers, get around NBA guys that's going to get him, you know, actually going to see and challenge him and see if he's willing to put that work ethic. And I honestly feel like the kid will. I mean, like I say, he's amazing, amazing talent. Not just I saying he's going to go to, you know, a team that might not be too, too, too good or heck, he can end up in Cleveland if he dropped that far. We'll definitely take him. But he, um, yeah, man, I feel like the Trey Young chatter is very unfair. He's, um, he's going to, I feel like he's more, you know, tailor-made for the NBA and he's going to um, fit, fit pretty good in the NBA around other NBA talent. So, um... You know, that being said, shout out to Trey Young making that jump. I believe in you, kid. Keep going. So, um, I guess we could go next up. You know, first off, first we're gonna jump to another tune. Next up, man, we're going to dive into this debate that I kind of think I didn't started on Facebook. I asked, who would you build your team around? Would it be Kobe Bryant? Or James Harden. That's what we're going to dive into next, man. So y'all check out this tune and I'll be back. Yo, 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 world. What's popping? I'm back. That was Method Man. Bring the pain. Classic, classic track. The beat is retarded. Method is, for one, Method is very underrated lyricist. Um, the guy is uh, just a monster on the track, on the um, mic. Um, that beat is also retarded. I love how dark and witty it is. I would love to just hear a few local rappers um, just hop on that and just spaz. Shout out to my dog. Shout out to my dog, Mac Patterson. Spook, Spook Valley, what's happening? But... Um, let's dive into what I said we were going to jump into, and that's James Harden versus Kobe Bryant. Who would you start your franchise with? Um, um, this is what I'll be talking about in regards to um, Kobe Bryant and how people overrate him. I posted it on Facebook, and uh, one of my brothers, Donald, Donald, uh, Donald Ray Monroe, shout out. My brother said, that Kobe Bean Bryant is the best scorer of all time. Of all time. He's the best scorer of all time. That is 
outright blasphemous. I just want to throw that out there. That's blasphemous. I can name six scorers who are better, at least six, who are better than Kobe Bryant. That's Michael, Jeffrey Jordan, LeBron Raymond James, um, Larry the Legend Bird, Kevin Durant, Wardell Stephen Curry. And this is kind of debatable, maybe, but James Harden. Oh, Dirk Nowitzki as well. Dirk. Dirk. Very underrated as well now because he's getting old. But Dirk is also a better scorer than Kobe Bryant. And James Harden is somewhat debatable, and that's, you know, what we're going to get to a little bit later. But, um, yeah, James Harden, I feel, is also. Those are six. Five are kind of not even debatable. Six, James Harden, I guess you could say, somewhat debatable. But, yeah, this is what I mean by people overrating Kobe. What I said in the beginning, this is what I mean by people overrating Kobe Bryant. They just go off of strictly his emotion, his passion, his, you know, his his killer mentality, et cetera, et cetera. Don't even look at numbers. Don't look at efficiency, PER, player efficiency rating. Don't, don't they don't look at no numbers just go off the fact that Kobe is was just an assassin and he was just passionate I don't have a problem with how passionate Kobe was I was a basketball player I wasn't the greatest I played basketball Westlake High you know all district people may say oh you was in the Westlake district that's not good enough so all district and eh, don't mean nothing whatever screw you but um yeah um this is what I'm yeah, this is what I mean by people just overrating Kobe. He's an all-time great, but when you look at efficiency, Kobe's numbers don't line up with the five guys that I put ahead of him in terms of scoring. And those are just five of the wings. I try to leave Biggs out of it because, you know, I feel like you ought to judge judge Biggs differently. But if you bring Biggs into it, Kobe's not even top 10 as far as scoring. But just wings alone, those are the... I named five out the gate like that are just not even debatable who are better scorers than Kobe. So check out this thing called player efficiency efficiency rating, all Kobe fans. Go check out PER and get back with me in terms of Kobe being, you know, this greatest scorer of all time. So next up, um, I mean, what I'm... Initially, want to talk about as far as James Harden and Kobe Bryant would be who would you start your franchise around? Um, I personally love James Harden's game. Um, he gets a lot of knock for you know not showing up in the playoffs, you know, him kind of struggling, etc. etc. And um, yeah, he gets a lot of a lot of um backlash for his especially his performance last in the playoffs I was one of them honestly but after you know listening to people you know just kind of getting other people's opinion on it I started to kind of agree with the fact that James was just probably burnt out he was last year the only playmaker on the Rockets team the only one so he was yeah he's going up against you know Spurs team you know who are the Spurs so yeah, he eventually got burnt out. So I know a lot of people is not gonna give him that um that pass, but you know, you know, that takes a lot out of a guy being the only playmaker on the team. And James Harden was definitely that last year. 
This year, it can be totally different. He have the squad. He have the pieces. He have, you know, arguably probably still a, the best floor general in the game in Chris Paul. Um, so, yeah, this year, you know, the excuses as far as being the only playmaker, that's out the door. You got to show up. But starting your team, I personally would go with James Harden, and this is no knock on Kobe, but if I'm starting my team, I want a guy who's going to make everybody better. Kobe Bryant, you know, respect the heck out of his game, respect him. He's an all-time great. Kobe Bryant does not naturally make anyone better. You can't name anybody who's, who Kobe has made better. Yeah, you, you just can't name one. People love to say Andrew Bynum. Uh, people even have the audacity to say Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol was an all-star in Memphis before he came to Lakers. Paul Gasol arguably was... Nah, no, I'm not going to go that far. I was about to say he was the best player in 09, but Kobe, I'll give him that. He was their best player. In the, I'm talking in the playoffs and in the finals. Um, Kobe was the best player, but Paul Gasol was no slouch. Paul Gasol was no just a sidekick. Paul Gasol was a star in those playoffs and finals. They don't win, of course, without him. So, and he was already, you know, an established star in the NBA before he came to Lakers. So, Kobe did not make Paul Gasol better. Andrew Bynum, you can debate it, but Andrew Bynum's game was throw it to me. I'm going to hit you with a little stiff shimmy shake and hit you with a hook or just use off, you know, his sheer, you know, muscle and strength. Andrew Bynum was pretty much a man child when he was healthy. Didn't, you know, this he Kobe didn't make him better. Andrew Bynum every offseason got better as a post player, a one-on-one post player. That has I don't feel like had I don't feel like that had anything to do with Kobe. But James Harden, on the other hand, there's a guy named Clint Capella who didn't even we didn't even know probably four or five years ago. We didn't know who Clint Capella was. And still to this day. Clinton Capella still, he's not an Andrew Bynum. He's not a guy you're just really going to just give it to him and just let him go to work. Clinton Capella gets a lot of his points off of lobs. Lob from even before this year, before Chris Paul got there, from mainly James Harden, him being the primary playmaker. James Harden made Clint Capella relevant, period. He makes guys around him better. Kobe Bryant, better defender, absolutely, James Harden. He's a better defender than James Harden. But some when you're just that better of an offensive player, I feel like that overshadows maybe your defensive shortcomings when you're comparing it to a Kobe Bryant. James Harden leads the league in scoring. He's top five in assists. These are things that's not debatable. These are things that these are two things that Kobe Bryant couldn't do. If he dream, well, let me start. I say couldn't. This is my knock on Kobe. Kobe had the IQ to be anything he wanted to be offensively. Kobe knew what he had to do. Kobe decided not to do it most of the time. Kobe decided to put his pride before it, et cetera, et cetera, and before being a better player. He decided to, you know, chunk up 
shots with two people in his face and knowing that he see a guy wide open, he just decided to do things like that. He decided to, in 2004, um, totally give pretty much give Detroit Pistons the title because he didn't want to work it out with Shaq anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Segment for another day. But, yeah, um, as far as who you start your team around, it's, I almost don't even think it's close. It's, I feel like it definitely should be James Harden. He just make everybody around him better. He's a better, in my opinion, scorer than Kobe. He gets to the line probably better than almost coming on anybody in the game. He gets to the line, you know, a lot. He's just a magician as far as drawing fouls. A lot of people like to say he flops, et cetera, et cetera. But, eh, eh, whatever. He gets to the line. He gets it done. Um, and as far as, you know, just making guys better around him, it's not even debatable who does that better out of James Harden and Kobe Bryant. So, um, yeah, with that said, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, you sh- I, I, if I was a GM, I would start my team, you know, around James Harden just because he's just an outright better playmaker. Um, yeah, I'll take – any feedback, any backlash. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up that segment. Um, I'm going to probably see you guys on tomorrow. Um, I don't have any topics out the gate just yet, but I feel like tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be music-based. We're going to hop into hip-hop tomorrow. So, you know, that's how, I, that's how I'm going to do the podcast, you know. I'm going to, you know, one day do basketball, you know, the next day do hip hop, you know, just kind of alter it like that. So tomorrow, you know, going to dive into some hip hop. So, hey, man, that wraps up the first episode of Ballin' Tunes. Shout out to everybody that's going to take a listen. I appreciate it, man. Um, I hope this is the first of many, you know. So, yeah. That's it. See y'all on tomorrow. We're going to dive into some hip-hop. Peace and blessings.